Good evening and welcome to another edition of The Empire Strikes Back, a UK-based podcast for New York Yankees fans. I am joined tonight by a select company. One person, you've not heard his dulcet tones for a while, but we brought him back. We dusted him off from the cupboard in which he's been stored for the last four or five months. Rob, how are you doing? I'm very well, mate. When you say select, it's like, you know, the, the strawberry cream in the quality street box or something that nobody wants. You know, that's the, uh, the, the, that's the, but it's good to be back, obviously. It, it's it, it's select out of a box that's not full of too many treats, shall we say. But <laughs> yes, and see, then the rest of them are here to defend themselves. So I can say what the heck I like. <laughs> so what we're going to do tonight, that we're recording this at eight o'clock on Tuesday evening before the Yankees play the Guardians in the ALDS tonight. So this is all done in advance of game one. Not sure when this will actually hit the airwaves, uh, probably after game one, I'm not certain. But we're going to go through, wrap up the Yankees season, uh, look at some of the wildcard games, look at maybe then the matchup with the Guardians. Maybe we might touch on some of the others as well. So first of all, just to round off the season, this fellow, Mr. Judge, had quite a nice little season, didn't he, Rob? Well, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think in your wish list of seasons that you could have, and, and I look back to some of the podcasts we recorded about what were our expectations of the Yankees and what do we hope? And one of those things was there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure in this contract year. And, he, you know, he does get injuries. And what do you do? Um, and I, I'll be honest with you, there was a little bit where I was thinking, oh, is the stress, you know, when he got to 61 and, and everyone's pitching all around him, he was getting nothing to hit. Um, but, Kudos to the guy. What a what an athlete. Uh, I think his mentality, his strength of character, everything about him was just absolutely immense. And uh I really hope that and I really hope that people remember that actually, because this this is a hell of a thing to achieve in baseball for us. Um and I loved it. And I absolutely uh, absolutely loved everything he's gone to achieve. And of course, over the over the close season, we'll, we'll be talking about other things to do with Judge. Uh, but I'm I'm absolutely thrilled for the man because I don't think there's a player that's deserved it more. So 62 home runs, breaking the AL record. Some, including Roger Maris' son himself, would say he's now the true MLB home run record holder. I, I, I don't go along with that myself. I don't know about you, Rob. I... I think the whole picture of the PED era is so so mixed because there were pitchers who were you know who were taking PEDs, who were throwing at bats who had it, and I think at some point we have to move the conversation on. It was a freaky period of time, let's just say, for some of what we got. But I think uh, I'm I'm happy with the AL champion, <laughs> the the AL yep. record holder. I don't think we need to do. I I, I think you end up murking the conversation. You've got a guy who's done amazing things, and let's just take that moment to celebrate that. The rest of it, I'm uh, same with the Hall of Fame thing. I've always felt this. At some point, you've got to move the conversation on, and you really do. And and and, and, and looking back to a culture of the 80s and 70s or whatever it might be, uh, I, I think it's become pointless. And you'll have heard the podcast we did mm-hmm. uh, ten days or so ago, and we had the. the discussion so you obviously went on that one so i'll get your view on this who wins the mvp Giorgio otani okay so this is one of the questions of what does it mean to be valuable so so and and this is where i have the sticking point on this because what otani has done is absolutely freaky 
freaky, freaky, freaky. And I guess if I wasn't a Yankees fan, maybe, well, I say maybe, maybe that has definitely blurred it. Um, but I do think at some points, where do you draw the line? And the value is you've made it to the postseason and we wouldn't have done it without Judge's efforts, as far as I'm concerned, and his leadership. So that's why I'm going to go Judge. But I know if I was to appear on any other podcast that wasn't a Yankees podcast, I'd get absolutely slaughtered for that. And and I think you can make an argument. I'm not, I'm not going to sit on the fence. To me, it's Judge, because I think what he's done in this time is so special. And without him, the Yankees don't go on and do what they're going to do tonight. Yeah, and ultimately, I'm kind of agreeing. I think that, in the end, will be the tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, but, boy, your time is good. Um Oh, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, and wouldn't you love to see him? But then again, you see how he's, how he's pitched at Yankee Stadium. Is he one of those? You know, if you were him, you'd be looking to get the hell out of the Angels as quickly as you possibly could now, because after a little while, surely you have to go. Well, I need to, I need to win things. I need to prove myself at the very highest level. Um, but he's a joyous, he's a joyous, joyous player to watch, and um, yeah. Uh, full, full of envy for for them for having him, them and Trout, and so for them not to be able to make it stick is is quite bizarre. But he's a he's a hell of a player. So Judge is sixty second home run in the Yankees one hundred and sixty first game. Did you see, or you probably know anyway, what the Yankees record was after that game? In, ter- in terms of the results, in terms wins, of losses, the, wins, losses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they lost, didn't they? they lost. <laughs> yeah. After the, that game. The, the record after that game, when Aaron Judge, number 99, hits his 60 second home run, the Yankees were 99 and 62. Yep, 62. Yes, very nice. Yeah, very nice. I'm sure that's that? going to be on a Roto Wear t shirt or something somewhere that, 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 that that's going to that's gonna appear, isn't it? But it's. Um... It, it probably sounds like one they should do. I think they did do, they did bring out one because of not. Alan Judge's home run tour and put down yeah, all yeah, the dates yeah. and, and locations of his, his 62 home runs. That was quite good. So now we're looking forward to watching the postseason, except that maybe we can't because MLB TV pulled a stunt on us all yeah. um, a couple of days before the postseason starts and says, oh yeah, you lads who've previously been able to watch this internationally, actually, now you can't. Um, I think both of us actually have not heard a single baseball fan in the UK say anything differently. We're pretty aghast about this. Yeah. I mean, so, so uh, I'm self-employed and one of the things that I do is that I make sure at the postseason because I'm self-employed and I, and I don't get paid for taking annual leave. (laughs) So, but I block out a period of time. So I get to stay up late and just really get into the spirit of the postseason. I really do. I pay for MLB TV that's what I like to do. And so for them to make this change at the last minute, uh, I, livid, uh, there's, there's two things. So as as a fan, as as, as an individual, my usage, I'm annoyed because of that, because I've paid for something that I can't have. And that pisses me off that I can't have that. But actually, it's this whole thing. You know, when we try and we try and sell MLB to our mates and we try and say it's this great sport, you should really get into this. And it's it's this great occasion. And and but you know that the masters, you know that the ownership are, uh, are not necessarily with fans. You know that Rob Manfred's on it. You know, you, you talk about the London series. This is such a ridiculous misstep 
over and I'll, I'll be interested to know how many international subscribers they've got and what the cost benefit analysis is of this switch to what they're going to lose because you know I, I say now that i'm not going to renew i probably will because you know after a little while you you, you calm down and stuff like that. i just think it's a horrendous way to treat people and you know at the end of the day it's a contract isn't it you know it's it's we, we've paid for something and I, and I refuse to pay for BT Sport on top of it. Um, um, there's just just no way. I, you know, with cost of living crisis, blah blah blah. There's no way I'm doing that. Uh, so I just think it's horrendous. I think it's a terrible, terrible way to treat fans. Yeah, I, I think deep down in the legals, I have no doubt they probably can do this because they always say subject to blackouts, and that's what they're going on. However, the spirit of blackouts is intended to be local to the US, as in you cannot reasonably get to the game. When they first announced that internationally you were blacked out, it was every country in the world. So those poor baseball fans in outer Mongolia um, would still be classed as being blacked out because they could probably still get to Cleveland on a Tuesday night. They then subsequently changed that. So it's only eight countries that are blacked out, unfortunately, including okay um either way they definitely changed the headline advertising where the advertising definitely said when we all signed up in march or april or whenever that it included the postseason they then subsequently changed that subsequently a week ago so the way they've gone about this is extraordinarily underhand and whilst they've come up with some Mal-managed apology that says, yeah, we got the communication wrong. <laughs> yeah, you did. What, what um, communication? Okay. Yeah. So basically, you changed this hoping we all wouldn't notice and actually wouldn't react in the same way we did. I, I think they've clearly got themselves in some sort of licensed pickle and they can't get out of it now. Um, but to do this at a time when they're trying to grow the game internationally and they've got three games coming up in the UK and Paris, boy, what an own goal. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness I mean, me. I mean, so I wondered, because obviously they've got this deal with the BBC, uh, and I think to myself, well, I mean, if you go onto the BT Sport app, so my friend has given me access to his BT Sport app. Um, uh, it, baseball's even under other sports on that. You know, you, there's not even a section in the bar across the top for baseball. It's other sports. You know, this is not a a thing that's bread and butter for them. They just pick up the ESPN feed or, or, or Fox as it is uh, tonight. So the tonight's game so far, uh, the Phillies game I'm talking about. And you think to yourself, well, actually, um, the, the, we shouldn't ha- people shouldn't have to stumble across these things. You know, the people who are advocating this sport. Now, you're right. Now, if someone screwed up, they should turn around and go, we screwed up. We screwed up. There's got to be some kind of, there's got to be some kind of benefit, you know, um, even if they came up with MLB TV subscribers this year, got five pound off a ticket for the London series. And we'd all be up in arms about that as well. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But the fact that they've gone this way um, is, it's pathetic actually, because it, it show, like any sport. And, and we worry that about, you know, I, I look at what's happening in, in rugby union. And you've got Worcester Warriors going down the pan, and the owners are blaming the fans because they didn't come out in enough force. You know, you've got the you've got the state of just sport across the country, and so when you're trying to build something, to then shoot yourself in the foot just seems. Uh, and for such a major organisation that's got hundreds of millions of dollars behind it, financially, you know, legally as well as financially, 
to to make to 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 do this just seems utterly bizarre and I, you know rightly that everyone's upset about it i so i don't know if about you mate but i always had my mlb tv on auto renew um so i've taken yeah. it off that now because they you know that they will be measuring on the algorithms that and, and i'd encourage anyone even at this small gesture at this stage just to put you know just to turn your auto renews off because yep. they will be picking up on that and, and we can't do much at this stage but that's something we can do i definitely concur with that um also because one of the previous questions i'm going to ask them unlike you i'll be honest i probably am going to review um but one of the questions i'm going to ask is how do i know you lads aren't going to pull a stunt like this next mm. time so <laughs> tell me what the terms and conditions are and show me pre please please where everything is and tell me promise me you're not going to pull a stunt like this again or at least if you are going to pull a stunt be up front with it now and tell me what you're going to do um but don't do it a few days before the actual playoffs begin and sneak, hand, and sneak it in sneak it in you know and i and i think that and well done to those who noticed it before you know certainly before i did i must i was like probably like many people i turned on twitter and i see this thing and i'm like no <laughs> no they can't they're actually going to do that you know this is a wind up and then to actually see it um so no honestly i'd encourage anyone just turn that auto renew off straight away you need to sometimes just send a quick message back going this is uh this is a horrendous thing that you've done um because postseason baseball special it's a special thing and i say for me it's actually something that I don't get to stay up all the time and watch the games. And it's a thing that I, I commit to and, and, and kudos to all the fans who do do that. Um, but yeah, it's just, just baffling, utterly baffling. Mm, I agree. Um, so now we slated them. Um, they, they did actually then say, oops, sorry. Uh, here what? We'll let you watch the wildcard games for free. Yeah. Um, which again is baffling because we've got a license restriction for the playoffs. How come we can then watch the wildcard games? So what is going on there? Yeah. <laughs> All we really want them to do is guys, be up from with us here. You cocked up somehow, you made some kind of license issue. Please tell us what you did because you can't pull a stunt like this. So let's watch the wild games. Did you watch any? Uh, I watched the um I, I watched the Toronto. Uh, the last Toronto game, which was, I missed the Mets game. The Mets game was the one that I wanted to watch and I missed the last Mets game. Um, right. But actually, I, you know, I, I, it's fab. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, I watched them all the next day, as you, you know, not in detail, but in the condensed games. Um, and there's been some, yeah, I, the Mets one was a bit of a shocker for me. Uh, but for us to be the only team to make it out of the Air East, mm. uh, I'll be honest with you, that surprised me a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched quite a few of them. Um the Seattle win over Toronto was a great game. Wow. Yeah. That was fantastic. 8-1 down, coming back to win it 10-9. That was quite something. Um, I actually enjoyed the Cleveland-Tampa Bay one that went to the 15th inning. Um, albeit, I did see some on Twitter now wanting the zombie runner back in the playoffs. I personally don't. I thought it was great. Um, more more power to, uh, to pitching like that when it happens. What did you think about that debate? Do you want the zombie winner in the playoffs? No. Are you happy to go back no. to old school? Old school. Old school. Um, and and I understand the argument. It just doesn't... Um, it, it almost feels too sanitary. It's, it's like... Do you remember they brought in the golden goal in football that, uh, you know, a couple of generations ago? It just it just feels too sanitary. It just... You, you lose that that attrition 
that I think is one of the great things about baseball. So, no, I, I was delighted not to have it, I'll be honest with you. Now, I know a lot of people would say, oh, it's good to get the games over and done with when they get the 15 things. No, that's not the game you started watching and falling in love with. So let's just let's just keep some of those things. I must admit, I was hoping, because obviously the winner of Cleveland Tampa played the Yankees, so I was really hoping for a Tampa win. In as many innings as you want, lads, wear your bullpens out. That's fine by me. Um so it was slightly shaking that Cleveland won it in the end. So it was down in two games. Um, okay, there you go. So as we look forward then to the wildcard, a bit of, not the wildcard, the, the DS, a bit of roster news, a bit of breaking news, and it's not good. And Kev's just uh, tweeted on our little Slack about it as well that Ephos is out and out for a long time. He needs TJ. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have missing from the playoff roster one of oldest Chapman, who's been a naughty boy and didn't turn up to a practice. Yeah. A- any yeah. any comments on any of that? I, I don't think any of us are too sad about oldest Chapman somehow. No, no. So uh, I think I think they're, they're twofold. Uh, so secondly well so firstly delighted because Chappie's just been dog shit all year um like Chris as Chris mentioned on Twitter I'm not re- I've never really been on board the Chappie train I'm, I'm not really and that that does show, show, uh, show things I just think he's been horrendous but what a bad teammate you are now the point of the the practice was to make sure that his teammates got a chance to undertake some situational hitting that they got a chance to face some really good, you know, live pitching at them. And actually, so never mind your own ego, am I going to get picked or not? Uh, and uh, he's not doing this for £2.50 a week. You know, he's he's, he's he's done okay out of the Yankees. To let your teammates down, and it's one thing, if you don't pitch well and it's not going for you, that can happen. You know, anything in life, it can happen. To let your teammates down in that way and say, no, I'm not going to come and, and help you become world champions. Uh, I think he's appalling, and and I'm delighted that they've DFA'd him now. And I, you know, I, I just um, has he been DFA'd now? Or yeah, he's, he's just off the roster. Yeah, yeah, he's been DFA'd. He came out yesterday, um, and, and he's going to go somewhere. But quite frankly, he this 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 must send out the sort of message to other GMs all over the game. Do you want this guy on your roster? Is is this somebody who's going to give your team what they need? Um, and so no, I, but I, but like I say, I would have been had he been picked, had he made the roster, and obviously with what's happened with Efros, it probably may well have happened. Mm. I'd have been really nervous about him being on there. I'd have been. I'm nervous about Cole tonight, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just yep. yeah. <laughs> um, so if you if you had if you had those two together, then yeah, that's a problem for me. I'll be honest with you. I think it's also worth mentioning that DJ's out as well, isn't he? DJ's not on the roster. He's not playing tonight. I'll come on to the roster tonight in a minute. Um, so he's not on the, the whole roster for the DS, or just not tonight. No, he's not on okay. the roster. Okay, that's that's a shame. So, looking forward to tonight. Just breaking news is the lineup for tonight. So, I will announce it to you. Okay. Leading off, very obviously, Aaron Judge. Yeah. Right, batting second, Rizzo. Third, Torres. Fourth, Stanton. Never guess who's batting number five. Um, not Carpenter. Go on, give me someone. Bader. 
No, Cabrera. Who would have forecast that even a month or two ago? Yeah, but he did get he, his bat did get hard, didn't he? I mean, he did. Yeah, so I don't I don't mind that. I don't mind that. He's batting number in front of Donaldson at six, IKF at seven, Trevino at eight, and Bader at nine. Bader at nine is not obviously just to try and get back to the leadoff man and be a, be a still threat, maybe batting in front of Judge. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't hate that lineup. I don't, I don't hate that lineup. I'll be honest with you. I like no. uh, Torres at three. I think I, I must admit I was a little bit worried about him at the start of the season. I think we're going to get this guy back, and he's come back in spades. He's he's performed admirably. He's got some really great, uh, great hits. Uh, I like Rizzo a lot uh, at the second spot. I will be, I'll be interested to see where where Stanton is now because obviously he's a post season hitter. Yeah, uh, and he seems to be getting his balance back. So that seems. I mean, I think one of the great things about this team is they're going to hit the long ball. That's one thing you can guarantee. And if I remember rightly, the Guardians aren't particularly great at that. No, no, I'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what do you make of Bader? I mean, what, what, I mean, I am because when we signed him, I was like, oh, that's good. You know, I liked, I like Montgomery. I, I liked him as a pitcher. Um, it was quite interesting his podcast that he did with CC Sabathia on the RTC too. You hear things out of the Yankees organization. But actually, you need a quality centre field in there. So I've been I've been quite impressed with what I've seen so far. Well, clearly the Yankees have lost faith in Aaron Hicks. Yeah, really. Um, he's he's taken a step back, and it wasn't <laughs> wouldn't have far to step back from last yeah. year. But he's taken yeah. even a step back, and, he, and his fielding as well is not as robust as it used to be. So I think clearly they're taking the decision. We need Yankees yeah, as an organisation have taken the decision to be far better defensively. Um, and we are now very solid defensively, I think. Yeah. Um, and Bader is the icing on top of that. So we're going to make sure that we're, we're good in defense in, in center field. I, I like him. He's a New York fan. He's a New York boy. Um, he's got a kind of a bit of contagious enthusiasm about him when you see him out there. Yep. So yeah, I I, I thought, first of all, I I, I wondered about. Really, it was a bit of a lopsided trade. I thought the Cardinals did better, albeit in the playoffs. Montgomery went in for a couple of innings and, and got lit up a little bit. So maybe we were right. Mm. So we will see. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of, you've got to like the thing of the move of getting better defensively, and the Yankees have done that. The outfield with if it's Cabrera, Bader, and Judge, that's a strong outfield. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cabrera's arm is absolutely fantastic as well. Absolute cannon. Um, I just look at I look at Hicks and I think I, I look at this lineup and I think, well, there's not a guaranteed out there. That the, there is the, there's potential that you can at least get runners on uh, anywhere in there. Uh, you know, not not all the time, but I, I would take that. I'll be interested to see, like I say, what kind of stanton we get for this series. This this will um, this will tell us an awful lot because you know, looking long term, there's some very good teams that we're going to be coming up against. You need a very good Stanton in there. We do. So, so looking at Cleveland, you, you, you touch on it. They are a very different team to your standard MLB team. They're, 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 they're zigging when everybody else is zagging. So they have made a definite strategic step to play short ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so you touched on home runs. The Yankees ranked, as you might imagine, Top in MLB in home runs, 
Cleveland are 29th out of 30. Um, in runs, the Yankees rank second, Cleveland are 15th. So they're still converting some of those into runs, even if it's not long ball. Um, where they're doing it is contact. Strikeouts, Yankees in the middle of the pack. Cleveland lead the league in strikeouts. Only 18% of their at-bats result in strikeouts. So that's, that's the league leader. So they're, they're a contact-based team. They're small ball. They're full of hitters like uh, Miles Straw, who would probably not even recognize a home run if he, if he hit one. Um, they're definitely based on contact first, strong on defense. Their only real home run flat for me is Jose Ramirez, is the guy who stands out. But this is not a team who should, and probably does, shouldn't frighten us offensively. However, if you look at their record, particularly in the last third of the season, they they ran away with that division in the yeah. end. Um, they were very strong over the last 30 or 35 games. They found a way to win every time. Um, they've just swept a decent race side, albeit by scoring three runs to one over two games. Um, I, I worry about them purely because of they're on a roll. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that. And I think it's going to be quite interesting because... Cole falls foul with a long ball. So actually, in a way, this might work out quite well, quite might well do, for him. It might be a good matchup for us, yeah. <laughs> um, and, 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 but, but they are... I don't, I don't look at this series and go, well, that's a given. No, we're, we're going to make it through that. Uh, you know, not at all, not at all. I am still confident. I'll be honest, I'm still confident because I think on our day... Uh, I'll be, I'm always interested in that rest period that we've had since the end of the regular season to now... And that the Guardians have been able to keep the pace going. Uh, I think that you, it seems odd to play 162 game season and then have a, an enforced break while the other teams keep going. So, uh, and that's what the Chapman situation, I think that's what makes it even more annoying. Um, but I, I if you look, I, I keep referring back to the start of the season. I remember how depressed some of us were at the start of the season, looking at the roster and going, you know, and this is just generally right now. Let's just go for it. Let's just enjoy it. Let's see what we get. Um, but I think a lot of it is going to come down to our defense. I think I'm delighted. I'm, I'm happy with the, the three in rotation that we've got. So let's just, I think it will come down to individual errors. You, what you'd hate is an IKF stumble or something like that, 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 but you can see, things like that could shape this series. Yeah. Um, so the pitching matchups, I'll just, they've, they've been announced the first three games. Um, interested in your views on this one. Um, so tonight, uh, Cole v. Quantrill. Um, game two, I think it's the best matchup on paper, actually. Cortez versus Bieber, who are two very similar pitchers in terms of neither of them are going to um, Put 100 mile an hour fastballs past you, but they those two guys know how to pitch. They yeah, can get the pitch. edges, smart, smart pitch. pitches exactly. You know, um, Bieber's lost, you know, two or three miles miles an hour off his fastball, but he showed against Tampa Bay, he can pitch. He's yeah. good. And then third, we've got Seve going against Tristan McKenzie. I like McKenzie. I'll be honest with you, he's not. He's got. He's not got. He's got this really sort of tall, thin guy. He looks like you could sort of snap him in half. He can pitch. Um, he is a heavy strikeout guy as well. He's one to watch for. Um, Colby Quantrill, I've got a fancy coat call tonight, surely. Yeah, I, and I think, like I said, I think the issue is that, you know, to me, it's about this is what you pay the big bucks for. 
can coal produce in situations like this? Um, I, does a lot of it. My worry with the the second game matchup is does it all come down to the home plate umpire more than anything else? Actually, you know, when you when you're painting the corners, that's what this should be a traditional matchup of, uh, and and I would expect Cole to come on come out on top of this, but. He's, you know, he can let you down. I mean, he, he, you know, he can let you down. But I don't, I don't think this is the lineup to do that to him. I would, I would anticipate him. You know, I'm sure you, you're asked for predictions at some other point. But I can, providing we get, I, I think it's going to be like a three-one sort of game. I think it's going to be one of those sort of tight, testy affairs. Actually, yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. But ultimately, I think the Yankees have clearly got the better offense, um, yeah. and I think the pitching for me, is a bit of a score draw. Um, and, and even though you could make the argument that actually the Yankees have still got the better pitching. You know, Seve in his last start before uh, the end of the season, 7-0 hit innings. Um, and it's interesting, you pulled him out from a no-hitter and he didn't mind he was, us all because he, was he knows fuming, the bigger picture. He was, <laughs> um, he was fuming. But it was the right thing to do. So he's clearly... Um, going into these into these games with a lot of confidence. Clearly, after game three, all bets are off. I think it, it just depends on how many innings they throw. There's obviously um, a couple of rest days. There's a rest day between game one and game two. And there'll be a rest day when they go back to Cleveland as well. So games four and five, the matchups, who knows? All bets are off. It, it could even see Cole going again in game four. It is, it's very possible. Um, where I am, the Yankees should take this series. However, however, it worries me. Cleveland worries me. Best of five series worries me, um, to be honest, as opposed to a seven. In the end, I reckon the Yankees win this in four, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Steve, Steve Kwan's one of those names. This is the sort of series that a player like that could really make the way the way he started the year off you know he could make a name for himself he'll be he'll be licking his lips at this kind of setup for him against the yankees Um, he just embodies the cleveland lineup you know he's a slap hitter he's never going to run into too many home runs as well he's a slap hitter finds the gaps um started off strong then had a bit of a lull didn't he i think he got found out a little bit then again came good towards the end of the season didn't he so he's a sort of very typical of their lineup in some ways, and it's how we can, whether we've got whether Cole, Sevy and, and Nesta can just actually sort of dominate them, so they don't even. If we can dominate them in some ways, to be fair, the Tampa pitching shut them down. You know, they only scored three runs in twenty-four innings over Tampa. Um, I, 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 I can't. We have got a far, far better offense than Tampa may have, yeah. and. We're gonna we're gonna walk into some some innings where we put up four or five on the board, and I, I think against an offense like Cleveland, I'm hoping I think that ought to be enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would I, I would anticipate so. Um, it's just been one of those years that you wouldn't bet your house on it, would you? I mean, you just you you wouldn't. Um, but then again, you look at any of the teams that have made it this far into the postseason. You look at the way the Mariners are playing at the moment. You look at you know you wouldn't all of these. Whoever wins this damn thing, even for the Dodgers, you know, if you look at what's happened to the Mets, and I keep referring to that because I love it. Um, that 
the you know whoever whoever wins this is going to have to dig deep they're going to have to you know they're going to have to battle their way out of this and this this guardians team i str- i look at them as a battling team they, this is a team that you've got to this could be a war of attrition it really could go and that's why i mentioned the, my concerns about ikf and stuff like that because if kwan just you know sends one he, he just drops one it just gets sloppy somewhere concentration goes um but what we do know about yankee stadium is the atmosphere is absolutely i mean i would love to be a postseason game uh because i think i think that atmosphere in itself will make a huge difference actually you know providing you know i, I think if you had hicks out there or and the, and the fans are on the players back then it's a different it's a different situation but i think everyone will get behind this team and i would anticipate um certainly four yeah in four You'll go along with the Yankees in four as well. Yeah, I think so because I think that would be disrespectful, you know, of a good team to to expect anything else. If I'm, you know, if I'm honest with you. Yep. Okay. Where do you see the other games going? So, Houston, Seattle, for example. Okay, so we know Bernie, and a lot of people listening to this will know Bernie, right? And I remember meeting Bernie. Just, just for example, Bernie is somebody we met at our matchup. Various times in Leeds, haven't we? Yeah, and 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 uh, the first thing he said to me is, "Do you think the Mariners are going to make it to the postseason this year?" And I'll be honest, we didn't really know an awful lot about the Mariners, and I was like, "Maybe." <laughs> and he went, "No, no, they're not." Uh, and I, and I and I, I mean, they are a hell of a team. I mean, they they really are. And and so, as and maybe it's because I've seen a lot of the Astros. I fancy the Mariners to do them. Uh, I just do. I just because I think that journey, I, th- I think all the all the different factors that come together. Um, I think the energy behind the Mariners. There's just something you know. It's probably not based on any logic, way, shape, or form. I just think momentum is 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 a thing you can't ignore. I think some of the trades they've made. Uh, uh, I, I think they've been exceptional. So I can see them doing that. And I can see them doing it. Over the long haul, though, I think I, I think there's no, there's no easy setup in that, so I can see them five. I I hear exactly what you're saying. In every postseason, there's always the Cinderella story, and it could well be the Mariners this year. I, I just think the Astros are a little bit too strong, so I'm going to take the Astros in five. I think it might come down to five games, so. Um, but I think the Astros are just a little bit too good. What about the NL? You got the Braves and the Phillies. Okay, we started I mean, tonight. I don't know what the score is. I don't want to know what the score is. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what the score is because MLB won't watch the game at the moment. Um, but where do you go with that? I I think the Braves are a special team. I never expected in a million years for the Phillies the way they constructed their lineup, their roster, to be where they are. If I'm really honest with you, um, but I, I just think the Braves are a different level. I think when it comes, I, th- I think when it comes down to it, the Braves are a different a different gravy. So. Uh, that, that for me, it's got to be them, uh, and I think they'll do it in four. Okay, I'm going to go Braves in three. Actually, I think they might sweep them, but yeah, I, I agree. The Braves were a very, very good side. The way they over there were 10 and a half games behind the Mets, and actually, the Mets didn't lose that division. The Braves just played yeah. unbelievably after about the first 30 or 40 games. That, that, that so, last that last series, though, I mean, what, what yeah. might have been? Okay, I mean, yeah. what might have been? It's true. Um, and then I look at the the Dodgers Padres. It's very difficult. I mean, the Padres maybe next year, year after are going to be a are going to be a hell of a thing. 
Uh, did Musgrave have anything on his ears? Maybe, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, I think the, the, the problem we've got is the Dodgers are an exceptional lineup. I, I would anticipate the Dodgers to make it through that. I can't see the Dodgers getting past this Braves team, though. I just think the Braves have got the psychological, they've just got, you know, they're, they're not, they're not all the whistles and bells. I think Olsen has just been a, a, a cracking um, acquisition for the Braves. So I would go, I think the Braves are going to come out on top between those two, but the Dodgers to make it past the Padres. I agree with you again. Dodgers against the Padres. Dodgers are just too good. Did you see the stat that they led MLB in runs scored and they also conceded the fewest, mm-hmm. which is the first time that's been done since... Uh, I think it was 2001. So they're exceptional side. They're, they're still the seem to be out of all the teams remaining in the playoffs for me. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? I mean, you wouldn't. No. They're probably the even money bet. I just think um, when, and I think they will come up against the Braves, and I think yeah. they will want revenge on the Braves. But I think the Braves have just got something special going on at the moment. It's very hard to defend. Uh, a World Series championship, but I just there's just something about their construction. Um, I, I I would fancy them to. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy. You know, once again, that's 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 going to be an epic. That one, that's going to be an epic. But it is so. Um, I would see the Braves doing that. So in the end, you've got Yankees, Mariners in the ALCS, and the Braves, Dodgers in the NLCS. I've got the same for the NLCS. I've just got the Astros playing the Yankees. Um, We'll see. Uh, what we'll try and do, I think, is have another podcast. Hopefully, look forward to the ALCS. Um, if not, it'll be reviewing the season. But let's be positive; it's, it'll be reviewing the ALCS. Um, so I think we'll just wrap it up there. Bit shorter yep. tonight because we haven't got the other hangers on um, talking. I mean, this, has been, this has been um, gold. This has been so much easier, though, isn't it? Because we haven't had. Like Kev topping up his beer and belching down the microphone and, and yeah. sing, singing Celtic songs that we all have to edit out and all those happens all the time, yeah. And you know, Jack interrupting and bringing his baby in and oh, like all that. And, the time and, and Chris and his ukulele, it's just after a little while, doesn't it? It's the editing job on these things, it's just too much. It is, yeah. People don't know what we have to edit out. This, to get is, why, this, out, why, this is why we don't do it. This it's not that we haven't recorded podcasts all year long, it's just that we've had to edit them so much that. that You've missed them because they're only three and a half seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> so, with, with that, now we've alienated ourselves and the rest of our podcast crew <laughs> for, for the duration. Um, Rob, thanks for your time tonight. It's been good speaking to you again, buddy. Yeah, um, and we'll wrap it up there. Thanks so much and good night.